Good morning. Anyone excited to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Has the Lord done anything great for you? We serve a great God. We worship you, Jesus. You're so good to us, Lord. Hallelujah. Come, let us worship our King. 
grateful for the price he paid on the cross. He died for our sins and he rose again in three days and he made a way for us. Oh, hallelujah.
on, let's magnify the Lord together. God, we believe. God, we believe. We believe. God, we believe forever. Hallelujah. 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 We bless your name, Lord. We give you glory. We give you honor. We give you praise. Hallelujah. 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 God bless you richly. So good to see each and every one of you in the house this morning. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Somebody say amen. Turn to your neighbor, smile at them real big and say, I'm glad to be worshiping next to you. Amen, amen, amen. It's good to see everybody this morning. Good to see everybody. Next week will be our start to the 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. service. And a lot of you folks here look like you're 11 a.m. folks. Hallelujah. A lot of people raise their hands and say, yes, 9 a.m., yes, 9 a.m. 9 a.m. is a lot earlier. If you come to the 9 a.m. one, don't show up at 1030. Amen. You show up at 1030, you show up at 10 o'clock, just go ahead and stay for the second one. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. So excited, excited about the things that are transpiring here at Christian Life and, and going to be a great, great, great week next week as well as the week after and the rest of the year. God is so good to us. I'm expecting to see great things from the Lord. Who will know? Who knows what God will do? Amen? 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 We want to go to the Lord in prayer right now and just ask for God's strength, for His power, for His touch, for His anointing to rest upon our hearts, to rest upon our minds in the name of the Lord Jesus. What we do, we do it for other people. You know, is it work? Absolutely it's work. Is it an inconvenience to your schedule? Absolutely it's an inconvenience to your schedule. Do you like things the way they are and you don't like for them to change? Most people are that way. But why are we doing it? Last week we talked about the what or the who before the do and the why before the what. you got to understand why we're doing things. We're not doing it necessarily for us. Not doing it for us. We're doing it for others. For others. Somebody say for others. others. The will of God is more about others than it is about you. It's you serving others. God bless you richly. Somebody say amen. Amen. If you haven't eaten your life, why don't you lift up your hand right now? Lift up your hand and represent that need. Go ahead and speak it out loud right now, whatever your need might be. Financial need, family need, situation. You need God to intervene, healing in your body. God knows every situation. He knows your needs before you ask. But he wants us to call upon him. He wants us to make our requests known unto him. And he will come down and he will touch and he will make a difference in your life. Come on, let's join with all these others that have begun praying. And let's lift up our hearts and lift up our voices together right now in prayer. Call upon the name of the Lord together. We love you so much, God. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your love, your mercy, your strength, your power, your holy anointing. I pray you'd come down and bless. Come down and strengthen. Come down and anoint, God. Meet needs in this house, we pray. We want to be more like you, Lord. We want you, God, control of our lives. We want you, God, blessing. We want you, God, directing. We want you, God, to have your way in every situation, God. We put you first. We put you first. And I pray your strength right now. Have your way here today in Jesus' wonderful name. In Jesus' wonderful name. 
And we want to pray one more time, but I'm going to tell you what we're going to pray for. This week, a, a, a young man, uh, very dear to us, very special here at Christian Life, Brian. Brian wasn't feeling too well on, on, on Tuesday night and went to bed. And then, of course, Wednesday, he didn't go to work, didn't feel good, went to urgent care, got released from there, and then just kept feeling bad the entire day. And finally, listen, listen to how God works. <clears throat> finally, he's laying there and he's saying, man, I just don't know. I just don't know. God, if, if I need to go, listen to me. He said, God, if I need to go to the hospital, he said, make my wife, tell Mandy to come and make me go. And he said, no sooner did he pray that prayer. No sooner did he pray that prayer. Mandy comes in and says, you know what? Get up, let's go. That's exactly how God works. Next day, of course, he goes that night. They hook him up the EKG. They don't find anything. They do blood work and say, hey, something's wrong here. Something's amiss. You know, a stemming uh, heart dis uh, failure or heart attack or whatever. So the next day, they go in, treating with medications. Sitting in the cardio uh, doctor says, you know what? Let's, let's do a cath. And, and, of course, you want to make sure you want to look at everything. And you don't want to be discharged and go home and still have an issue there. So, so they go ahead and do a cath just to see, just to make sure. And, and while they did that cath, he had three blockages and got three stents. He had 90% blockage. And, uh, folks, God knows. God knows everything. Amen? We want to be sensitive. And, and the thing is, 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 you know, if that's you, if that's me, I'm probably saying, oh, I'm just not feeling good. I'll just go on back to sleep. Folks, it was imperative that he went to the doctor. Without, without God touching him and out healing him, he had to have that done or it would have been a fatal situation. So we thank God. We thank God for, for what he's done and, and praying that that Brian would continue to get strength and, and he is, he's feeling a whole lot better but we want to pray for Brian right now that the Lord would just touch him and strengthen him and completely, totally heal his body and, and let him be back and, and be a new man in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Pray for Mandy and the kids and everybody. Let's lift up our voices right now and pray for Selena's family. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we lift Brian up to you. God, we pray you touch him right now. We pray you minister to him. Heal his body totally and completely. Let him never again have this issue. Let him never again, God, have this difficulty. Let it be done and gone from his life. In the name of the Lord, let there be free flow blood and through all of his arteries and veins and through his heart in the name of the Lord Jesus a new heart give him in the name of the Lord in the name of the Lord in Jesus name we thank you God for your touch we thank you God for having your hand upon your children thank you so much God for what you're doing in our lives and what you're doing for him and them in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus if you have sickness in your body right now if you have sickness in your body why don't you lift up both hands to the Lord. Lift up both hands to the Lord. He is the Lord that healeth, that healeth thee. That's it, that's it, that's it. Right now, right now, right now. Come on, if you have sickness in your body, just lift up your hands. Close your eyes. In the name of the Lord Jesus, I pray right now by the power of your name that healing would flow into these bodies right now. Let virtue flow right now. Let healing flow in this house. In the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus, let it be apparent let it be apparent to those receiving right now that you have touched them, that you have healed their body. Let it be gone in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We put, Lord.
Lord, all of our trust in you. We depend upon you, God. You're well abled. You're well abled. And we thank you for your touch right now. Thank you for your healing power. Thank you for touching these today, Lord. We give you glory, honor, and praise. Put your hands together and clap to the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. In Jesus' name, we give you praise. Why don't you turn to three or four people right now, smile at them, shake hands, maybe a high five, maybe a fist bump. Tell somebody you're glad to see them this morning at Christian Life. We're glad you're here. Easter approaching week after next and as we do uh, of course we'll have two services a 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. service after both of the services we will do as we always do have an egg hunt over outside as long as the weather is uh, cooperating so to do that we need eggs so uh, what we need from you guys bring plastic eggs Paul, I appreciate your eggs, but we're going to save your real eggs for another time. We need plastic eggs filled with candy, preferably individually wrapped candy, because sometimes the eggs open out there and we don't want, you know, jelly beans all over the ground. So individually wrapped. Um, please try to avoid peanuts because we do have some allergies in the kids. So as many eggs as you can bring, the better. We're going to have two egg hunts. Hopefully each kid does one, but we're going to have... Um, Plenty of need for eggs. So you can start bringing them next Sunday. We'll start collecting them. Um, and then, yeah, next Sunday is actually better because if you come at the 11 o'clock service, we might need your eggs for the 9 o'clock service. So as, the more the better. More the merry. Amen, amen, amen. So thank you always for, for doing what we're supposed to do. And, and I know you will. I'm not worried about any of that. If you have to give today, you can give by way of cash or check in the offering bucket in the back. You can also give online at clcsugarland.com. Text to give at 281-612-7707. God loveth a cheerful giver. And thank you in advance for your faithfulness and your giving to God through Christian life. We want to go ahead and dismiss the children to go to their respective classes at this time. Hallelujah. We love our kids. And thank you to the Spark Kids teachers that are making a difference in, in their life. Hallelujah. 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 God bless you all richly, and we are again glad to have everyone here with us here at Christian Life. It's our desire and mission to lead people to become fully devoted followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. We do this through next steps. It's find, belong, grow, and serve. Find relationship with God. Lost people say, belong, connect with others, do life to together. We're better together. We are better together together. Somebody say amen. Small groups and we're thankful for the
the small groups that are, that are going on and thankful to the uh, small groups leader that make these such the success that they are. And then grow so that we can discover our purpose. We do that in growth track starting there. And before you serve on a team here at Christian Life, it is a prerequisite. It is a requirement to go through growth track and then serve and become a difference maker. Remember, you were made for this. You were made to make a difference in other people's, in other people's lives. Easter is coming. We said that. Uh, be inviting people now to come. We do have invite cards that we uh, have for you all this week uh, uh, to hand out this week and next week. They're right up here. They look really nice and uh, it's just an Easter invite, so give that out as much as you can because after Easter, you don't want to give somebody an Easter invite. Somebody say amen. But a very nice card, very nice invitation. You can take that and uh, give it to as many people as you can and let God's house be full. Invite people to come. Three things that we do at Easter time. Again, this is a, a day when most of the people, percentages say, most of the people that you invite to come to an Easter service will actually come if they're not already uh, going somewhere else. April the 2nd, the week before Easter is next Sunday. We will move to two Sunday morning worship opportunities here, the 9 a.m. as well as the 11 a.m. Easter will do the same and then go on from there. And God is going to do great things and we're excited about what he's doing here at Christian Life. You're never going to be satisfied in this life until you get involved into your God-given design. Never be satisfied. We seek satisfaction in, in careers. We seek satisfaction in, in making money. We seek satisfaction in, in, in recreation. But you'll never be truly satisfied until you are involved in your God-given design. So today we're going to talk a little bit about the greatest among you. The greatest among you. And I'll have a few points followed by a few more points. And then that last point will be the longest one. And hopefully we'll nail down and I pray that God speaks to you this morning. Somebody say in Jesus' name. Lord, speak to me through your word. Speak to me through your word. The Bible says a lot about old and new. Old and new. I want us to move from three old things first and foremost here. Number one, move from old history. There's some folks that need to clear your history. It doesn't need to be in your mind anymore. Possibly the divorces or the bankruptcy or the health issues, that event that still defines you. It's how you view yourself through the lens of something that was tragic, something that was painful, something that was hard, and that's who you think you are. But in reality, that is not who you are. You are not that. You are not what you experienced. In fact, the Bible says in Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19, Forget 
the former things. You can forget. It, it can be done. He says forget the former things. God will help you to forget. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. He says see I am doing a new thing. And now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? He says, don't you, don't you see it? Don't you see it happening? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland, he says. So the first thing we want to do is we want to move from old, old history. The second thing we want to do is we want to move from old habits. I'm talking about addictions. Uh, uh, some have allowed too much stuff to enter into their lives. They're, they're addicted to things, uh, sometimes addicted to phones, addicted to computers, addicted to things that, that may not be harmful or sinful in and of themselves, but there's so much time that you're putting into them, addicted to some language possibly showing up in your vocabulary, things that you didn't say before, but now you say, and, and you're saying them quite often. Maybe it's a, a, a habit that you're doing uh, that, that involves some type of chemical substance or something else addicted and, and now it's become a routine and, and you're doing it all the time or if it's in your vocabulary you're saying it all the time. Isaiah 58 and 6 says is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke. Some people need to break free from some old Addictions, And then the third thing is move on from old hurts. Move on from old hurts. Uh, what should I do about this? What should I, how should I respond to this? Uh, what is my next step uh, involving this hurt? Nothing. Nothing. You don't have to do anything. It's done. Move on. It's done. Move on. There's so many times where we wished we had a do-over and could redo something, but you do not have a do-over. Just go ahead and move on. We don't get to erase it and do it again. It's just time to move on. Move forward, turn the page. Second Corinthians 5, 17 and 18 says, Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, reconciled means to bring the balance to zero. To bring that balance to zero. For it to be brought to zero, it must mean that there is a balance. And folks, there is. Sin. Things people did to you. Things that possibly you did. And what does God do? He comes along and he brings the balance to zero. He brings reconciliation. Folks, we cannot start the next chapter of our life if we keep rereading the last one. You keep looking over your shoulder and keep reliving those things and rehearsing those things in your mind. You'll never move forward. Too many are still defined by history, habits, and hurts in their life. There's power for you to be changed. There's power for your life to be changed through the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. 
You can be changed. You can be different. God can make a difference in your life. Listen, Jesus, uh, we read uh, about his birth uh, in the start of the Gospels. The Gospels being Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We read about his birth. We read uh, uh, an instance when he's about 12 years old uh, and his parents lose him. And there they find him. They come back and he's teaching and reasoning there in the synagogue. Then we don't read much more about him until he's of the age of 30 years old when he's being ready to launch into his ministry. And there John the Baptist was the forerunner to Jesus. He he was preparing the way of the Lord, preaching repentance, uh, repentance. And Jesus, of course, goes out uh, and is baptized in water. He goes down into the water. He comes up out of the water and is baptized there and we here folks follow our example the example of our Lord that he sets for us in water baptism as well as the commandment that we're given in Acts chapter 2 and verse number 38 to repent of all of our sins and to be baptized every one of us in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of all of your sins And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. After baptism, Jesus uh, prayed and fasted. And then he launched into uh, his ministry. And the Bible says in Matthew chapter number 4 and verse number 17. From that time on, Jesus began to preach. Jesus began to preach. Repent. Repent. The The Greek literally means to change your mind. You've got some bad thinking in there change your mind repent for the kingdom of heaven has come near the kingdom of heaven is at hand his message there from the beginning was change your mind you need a change in your mind repentance is a scary word to the non-religious folks it's really not though it's really not a scary religious word it actually is a positive word Word. It's a positive word. You can change. There can be change that can come into your life. It can be different. The power of Jesus Christ can make a difference in your life. You can change. Repent for the kingdom of heaven. The problem is, is you are, you are the king of your own kingdom. And that's a problem. Some of you need a new king. You need a new king in the kingdom. You've been the worst king of your kingdom. Change your mind. Change. I'm not calling the shots for my life anymore. I'm getting a new king. I'm stepping out of my kingdom and entering into the kingdom of heaven. God's way. Whether I like it or not, it's his way and not mine. Whether I understand it or not, I'm going to follow because he knows the right way. 
Not only do we repent and change our mind, not only do we get a new king, but, but it's near. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's right upon us. When Jesus came on the scene, he said, it's not as far off as you think it is. It's not as hard as you think it is. It's not as hard and he's closer than you think he is. If you'll go after him, if you'll feel after him, happily you will find him this morning. So it's time to make a change. We, we take a change and we change and we move from those things. But then it's time uh, to make a change in some areas in our life. Number one, uh, it's time to get closer to the Lord. You say, well, I've already, I already committed my life to Jesus Christ. I, I, I love the Lord. Uh, get closer to him. James 4 and 8 says, draw nigh unto God. Come close to God and God will come close to you. Draw nigh unto God and God will draw nigh unto you but it's up to you to take that first step it's up to you to to make that change in your life come close to God and God will come close to you wash your hands your sinners purify your hearts for your loyalty is divided between God and the world James 4 and 8 says if you want something you've never had then you need to do something you've never done if you want something you've never had, you need to do something you've never, never done. I don't know what that means for you. Maybe it's showing up for church every single Sunday. Others, maybe it's praying every single day. Maybe for others, it's serving and being a part of God's vision for the church. If you want something you've never had, you need to do something that you've never, never done. And here's the second thing this morning. It's time to get in tune with my purpose and passions it's time to get in tune with my purpose and my my passions like galatians chapter 6 verse 3 and 4 says if anyone thinks there's something when they're nothing they deceive themselves and that's where frustration comes in that's where that's where they live in the constant frustration because they think they're one thing and they're actually something else and they're deceiving themselves so each one he goes on to say should test their own actions they can take then they can take pride a good kind of pride not a not a haughty type of pride but they can take a good kind of pride in themselves alone without comparing themselves to someone else Without comparing themselves to someone else. And that, that often is people's problems. They, they, they look to themselves and they look upon others. And they compare themselves one to another. And folks, this is not wise. It's not wise to compare yourselves one to another. You don't want to just go through life. You want to grow through life. You want to get closer to the Lord Jesus every single day. You want to learn about things. You want to be better each and every day. And now the third thing is this. It's time to get on doing something greater than yourself. It's time to get on doing something that is greater than yourself. Listen, folks. Joy doesn't come through making more money. Joy doesn't come through making more money. Joy is not coming from uh, uh, sunny days and the clouds all going away. Joy does not come from good politics and somebody say amen. Doesn't come from nice neighbors. No, real joy is on the inside. 
When you know you're a God-driven, you're on a God-driven and a God-given adventure. It's when you do something with your life that is beyond your life. Real joy comes in purpose. Real joy comes in passion. Ephesians 2 and verse number 10 from the message, God creates each of us by Jesus Christ to join him in the work. It's work, folks, to join him in the work. It is work, but it is a good work. It's the kind of work that you lay your head down at night and say, ah, that was great. Yes, I might be tired, but that was fulfilling. That was good. He does the work he has gotten ready for us to do. Work had better be the work we had better been be doing. If I dedicate my life to something greater than myself, God will fill my life with passion and adventure and that's where real joy comes from I can't go back and change the beginning but I can start where I am and begin changing the ending the parable of the good Samaritan some of you might be familiar with it the lawyer asked Jesus who is my neighbor who is my neighbor? And, and Jesus begins to show the, the priest and, and the Levites calculated neglect and concern uh, and qualified concern. What it is is, is this individual goes and, uh, and he's traveling uh, down to Jericho and he falls among some, some robbers and some thieves and they, they beat him up and they rob him and you know, leave him there wounded. And the Levite comes and he looks, but he doesn't do anything. The priest comes and he looks, but he doesn't do anything. And that's not what Jesus wants out of us. And he continues on in that parable. Our love and our service needs to be spontaneous is what he's trying to teach there. Don't have to pray about that. You don't have to pray whether or not that that person needed something. You see a need, you meet it. Something needs to be done, you uh, do it. And Jesus here speaks to Jews uh, who hated Samaritans. There was prejudice there, of course, but it was a religious prejudice. And, and, and they hated them. They, they had no, no dealings with Samaritans. And, and Jesus is talking and, and he says the Samaritan comes and he goes and he, he finds that guy. And he stops there and he, he binds up his wounds. And he puts him on his own donkey. And he takes him to the next town. And he, he puts him in the inn there and cares for him and feeds him. And he gives the innkeeper money and says, hey, take care of him until he's okay and if you spend any more if it costs any more when I come back I'll give you what it cost and Jesus is describing that he's describing that parable and it's the Samaritan that is doing that it's the Samaritan the good Samaritan and it's somebody that the Jews dislike and they're doing what's right so the question comes in their mind, somebody we don't like and, and they're doing it? And Luke chapter 10 verse 36 um, asked the lawyer who was his neighbor to the man. Jesus, Jesus flips the script on the lawyer and he asks him a question after telling the parable. And Jesus says, who was the neighbor to the man? And, and of course the man answered, he that showed mercy. The one that showed mercy, he was the neighbor. Jesus changed the attention from who was being served uh, to the servant. 
Change the attention of the story of the one that was beaten, the one that needed something, to the one that actually provided the need. He said, who was the servant? And he said, the one that, that actually served. And in verse 37, Jesus says, go and do the same. Go and do the same. Folks, you got to understand, some people are like hedgehogs. The closer you get to them, the more they stick you with their quills. You want to help them, but in doing so, you often get stuck. You often get hurt by them. Serving God means working with people. Serving God means working with people. And people not only have problems, uh, but they can be problems uh, because of the way they deal with their own needs. It's just true. People we serve have potential of hurting us. Uh, People we serve have the potential of disappointing us. Uh, We've got to do as Paul instructs uh, in Ephesians 4 and 32. uh, Be kind one to another. Even if they aren't kind to you. Be kind one to another. Tender hearted. Even if they hurt you. Kind one to another. Tender hearted. Forgiving one another. How? Even as God in Christ forgave you. That's how. Remember the people who have have and caused the greatest problems are the ones who need you the most. The ones who have and cause you the most problems are the ones that need you the most. Paul makes it clear in Romans 12 and 10, which is all about each of us serving. Be, Be devoted, he says, to one another in brotherly love. Honor one another above yourselves love serves love honors love is practical devotion that seeks the good of others not looking unto our own needs but on those of others jesus didn't come to be served but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many somebody clap your hands to the lord Just before Passover in John chapter 13, the disciples get into a discussion. They get into an argument over who would be the greatest in the kingdom. Who would be the greatest? And of course, we know the people that are there, the setting, the the 12 are there. And again, this is just before Passover. And there they are in the upper room. And Jesus was seated there with his disciples. And he knows that he's about to give his life. He knows that the end is near and what's going to come upon him. And they were arguing. Who is the greatest? They were arguing amongst themselves. And John's there and he's the disciple whom Jesus loves. And Peter's there and he's the one that walked uh, upon the water. The only one that did that uh, walked out uh, to Jesus on the water in the midst of the storm. Peter also was the one uh, that had the revelation of who Jesus was. Uh, Thou art the Christ, uh, the son of the living God. He was the one that had revelations from God. They were there and they were discussing who would be, who would be the greatest. And there among them is the greatest. There among them is the most important one. 
Jesus is sitting at the table and knowing that he did not come to be served, but to serve others, looks around and he sees proud, distracted hearts. And what does Jesus do? What does he do with this information? What does he do with knowing what's coming upon him? What does he do with this conversation? He knows the Father had put all things in his power. He'd come from God and was returning to God. What would you do? What would you do in that place? And all authority is in your hands. Judas is going to betray you. Peter will deny you. The rest will run away. And here it is in your hands. You decide. And Jesus' next move, verse 4 says, So with all that in mind, he wrapped a towel around him, and he washed, and he dried. In a moment when all power was his, he could do anything he wanted. And Scripture says Jesus got up from the meal. He took off his outer clothing, and he wrapped a towel around his waist and he poured water into a basin he began to wash his disciples feet now if you'd been there this would have been the most incredible selfless service that you'd seen in your whole life Everyone there is going, no, Jesus, uh, you can't wash my feet. You, you can't do this. No, not you, and certainly not to, to me. This was a tradition or a custom. It was polite, for example. If, if you came to my home today, I, I would say, hey, would you like some water? Or would you like some coffee? Or would you like some hot tea? But, but then you're in sandals. At that time period, you're in sandals. And at that time, you didn't get in your car and drive over. No, you walk through dusty roads. And your feet are dirty. And your feet are dusty. And, and the host there would, would, would never wash feet. Can They'd say, hey, can I have your feet washed? And then you'd ask uh, the servant, the lowest uh, one there, to go and to kneel down and to wash feet. It was looked upon as the lowliest of all services. And what Jesus does is he looks around the room and he sees distracted hearts. And Jesus puts on a servant's apron and he gets down on his hands and on his knees. And he takes a bowl and he takes a towel and he begins washing their feet. You got to remember who Jesus is here. He is Emmanuel. Which is being interpreted God with us. He is the bread of life. He is the prince of peace. He is the living water. He is our great high priest. He is the light of the world. The lamb of God. The righteous judge. The living cornerstone. The true vine. The king of glory. He is the chosen one. He is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's alpha and omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. He's our redeemer. He's our righteousness. He's our sanctification. He's our rock. He's our Lord and our God. And he knelt down. Took a bowl, 
carried a towel, and washed feet. Because Jesus knew the greatest among you is never a self-promoter, but always a servant. Jesus didn't come to be served. He came to serve others and to give his life a ransom for their sins. Jesus said, do you understand what I have done for you? Do you understand what I've done for you? You call me master. You call me Lord. And you're right. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done. Now some folks think that if you just repeat the actual literal thing that Jesus did, you're repeating what he has done. But it's more than that. It's more than that. We could do the exact thing that Jesus did literally and not do what the example that he's trying to set before them. He said, I've set you an example that you should do as I've done. Now, what did he do? What did he do? He, he served them. And a few hours later, he hung upon a cross and died for them. Died for the betrayal. Died for the denial. Died for their cowardice. He says, now I want you to serve them. Recognize their need and meet it. Figure out what needs to be done and do it. Not because they deserve it, but because that's what Jesus did for each one of you. There may never be any applause. There may never be any gratitude. But we're going to serve anyway. Mark said it this way. The son of man came to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. Now you do the same. Matthew 23 and 11 says, But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. He that is greatest among you shall be your servant. Servant is not just something that we do. A servant is who we are. It's not just an act that we do. It's who we are. I'm a servant of the Most High God. When I serve others, I'm serving Jesus Christ. And this is what you got to get. When you are serving others... You're serving Jesus Christ. He told another story in Matthew's gospel, and I'm closing with this. Matthew 25, 31 through 40 contains it. And Jesus said, one day at the end of time, all the people are going to be standing before me. I'm going to separate them. I'm going to put the sheep on one side. And I'm going to put the goats on the other. And to the goats, it's, I'm sorry. We didn't know each other. We didn't have relationship. I never knew you. And he'd say to the sheep, welcome into the kingdom that I have prepared for you. 
And I just wanted to tell you thank you. Just wanted to tell you thank, thank you because when I was thirsty, you gave me a drink. And when I was locked out, you invited me in. And when I was sick, you prayed for me. And when I was in prison, you visited me. And the sheep will look back and say, uh, glad we're getting in. But I don't remember any of those things that you just talked about us doing. When did I visit you? When did I give you something to drink? And Jesus would look back at them and say, when you did to the least of these brothers, you actually did it to me. When you visited someone else in prison, you were actually showing love to me. When you offered a drink to someone, you actually was doing that to me. When you welcomed somebody who didn't feel welcome, and you showed them love, and you showed them grace, you were actually welcoming me. Folks, it's less about you and more about him. Less of us and more of you, Jesus. Like John the Baptist said, I must decrease, but he, he that cometh after me, he must increase. Less of me, Lord, and more of you. Let's not be distracted. Serving isn't just something that we do. A servant is who we are. And Jesus would look at his sheep and he would say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter thou in to the joy of the Lord. Listen, in the kingdom of God, the little things are big things. The little things are actually big things. It's the little things. It's the things you do when nobody else is looking. It's what you do when you feel insignificant. And when in your faith with the little things, God trusts you. You're faithful with it. When you show up and you do it, you put forth the effort. You put forth the work. When you're faithful in the little things, God trusts you with even more. Promotion is not a reflection of self-promotion. Promotion in the kingdom of God is selfless serving, putting others ahead of ourselves. You will find fulfillment in your life when you serve God. And in serving other people, serve him get on board and let's see what God will do get on board and let's see what God will do we've got invitation cards up here we're going to take a little time right now as we stand our feet all across this house you're welcome to come and grab some of these invitation cards and take them and give them out to individuals but why don't we at this time commit to our Lord Commit to being a servant. It's who we are. It's not just a, what we do. It's who we are. 
I wonder if anyone wants to gather around the front here this morning and just begin to commit to the Lord, begin to talk to the Lord, begin to begin to tell the Lord that, that you need Him in your life. Uh, the former things uh, are passed away. Behold, uh, God is going to do a new work. Uh, he's going to do a new thing in our lives. Uh, he's going to do a new thing. Uh, old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. God is going to do great things in the coming days, in the coming weeks. We lean upon Him. We trust in Him today. Maybe it's repentance that you need in your life. Maybe you need some change in your life. Why don't you commit to Him right now? Why don't you commit to Him right now? I need a new king. I need a new king in my kingdom. I've been doing the king work and I'm not the right king. God, you take over. I submit myself to you. You are Lord. You are God. You are King. I want to make you Lord of everything. I commit. I surrender. I surrender my heart. I surrender my life to you, Lord. I need you, God. I need you, God. Have your way today. Have your way in our hearts. Have your way in our lives. Come on, let's reach out to him. Let's reach out to him all across this house. You can pray where you're standing right now. Just begin to talk to the Lord right where you are. In the name of Jesus, ask for his strength. Ask for his touch. Lord, I'm a servant. I'm a servant of you. Help me to humble myself before the mighty hand of God that you would exalt in due time. Help me to draw nigh unto God that you would draw nigh unto us. Come on, let's commit to him this morning. Let's pray right now. Let's commit to him right now. In the name of Jesus, we need you, God. We need you, God. We need you, God. We can't make it on our own. We can't make it by ourselves. We've got to have you, Lord. We've got to have you moving in our homes, in our families, in our life. We need you, God. We need you, God. I put you first. I put you first. I put you first, Lord. Yes, that's it, that's it, that's it. That's it, that's it, that's it. We commit to you, Lord. We commit our lives to you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Come on, reach out to him. Reach out to him this morning. Yes, yes, yes.
some of these invites do take some some with you so that you can hand them out to individuals next Sunday morning 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. you can come to both but come to whichever one's the most convenient to you if you are a difference maker in the house and your questions have not been answered for you yet you can go to the multi-purpose room after this meeting with one of the uh, classes Sunday school teachers first but then we can answer any of the questions that you might have if you're a difference maker if you're not a difference maker if you're not serving on a team pick one of the services or come to both of them and that's your answer God bless you God bless you we're going to sing another song of praise we're going to submit to God we're going to be a servant of the most high if you are a guest in the house today we're so glad that you're here if you could go to clcsugarland.com slash connect or click on the QR code that's right up in the screen in a moment. If you could click on that and just let us know that you're here. Nobody's going to bug you or do anything, but we do want to know you're here. God bless you. God bless you richly today. 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. next week. Expecting great things from the Lord. God bless you. God bless you is our prayer.